Have you ever wondered where the line is between confidence and arrogance? Today we will discuss where confidence begins and arrogance ends and how we can find some balance. I'm your host, Chad Hermanson, mindset coach for athletes and parents. Let's go. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Mental Edge Training Coach Podcast. I'm Chad Hermanson. So today I want to discuss with you confidence versus arrogance. This is something we are constantly bombarded with. Really, I think in life is more the confident side of things. Are you confident enough to do this? Are you confident enough to do that? And why do I always lack confidence in certain aspects of my life? So let's take a look at what confidence is. I think confidence like it literally tells us that it is just our trust in the ability for us to do the job, to do the thing that we're meant to do. Like to go hit a baseball, I have full confidence and trust my ability. So we, of course, want to build our confidence all the time because we think it, from what we hear and understand in regards to our mindset is confidence comes and goes right? It ebbs and flows. It's there one day, something happens or a circumstance happens. And then all of a sudden we don't have confidence and we're wondering what the heck happened? Where did my confidence go? And then that's just a small portion of it, right? Then we want to always be aware of, well, man, there's that dude that I play baseball with, or there's that coworker that really annoys me because they're so conceited. All they do is talk about themselves. All they do is just look at how great I am. And we would say that falls into the arrogance side of things, right? The other word is conceited, where that's talked about a lot is a narcissist. So how do we know and what is really our personal awareness of how do we know when we're not being that arrogant person? When just looking at it for myself, when I see things that are, you know, what kind of qualifies as arrogance? To me, it all stems into, I am better than you, and I'm going to show you exactly how much better that I am than you. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell everyone about it and basically do all these actions uh, with my words, with my actions, everything I possibly can to prove that I'm better than you. And so that's a real rough draft, right, of, of what an arrogant person or thoughts could be. And so one of the things that I can look at with arrogance is there's always that person that's super loud. You could say obnoxious, right? And I'm not loud. It's, hey, look at me, everyone. I'm here. Look how amazing. Look how awesome I am. So we all have friends that might be this way. We have family members that might be this way, as well as teammates, coworkers, right? And we might even be that person. How do we know that we're not that person? So I think we want to be aware of how do others act? How do they react uh, when they're around us? Do they, they give us these kind of signs, this body language? Um, they want to get the heck out of town, heck out of Dodge. When you start talking to them and you start to realize, huh, may, am I, is all I do is talk about myself? Am I even interested in what the other person is saying? Or is it just, hey, look at all the wonderful things I've done. Look at all the wonderful places I've been to. Look at who I know, the name drops. Just look how amazing and awesome my life is, right? 
I think in a way we are all that person, right? I think we, we show glimpses of it, maybe not on purpose, but sometimes we just get into conversation and sometimes we do the one up. Oh, I know that person too. And we did this and this. Now, I think there's some different intention with that kind of arrogance, meaning it's just more like it's in conversation and that's maybe not how you act all the time, right? There's probably some different levels of the arrogance as well. And so looking into that, let's dive back to the confidence side of things. Like who are the confident people out there? I know there's people that I looked up to that were certainly confident and they seem to have kind of this demeanor about them. Like they didn't need to be the most amazing person in the room. They didn't need to stand out, meaning be loud, be vocal. They didn't really have this, hey, look at me type of attitude in the way they just presented themselves to the world, right? They just stood back. They're confident who they are. They have these certain, I think, values that they believe in and they're trying to live by and they're trying to work within those values. And I think between that confidence and arrogance, there's also an understanding of and maybe experience of having humility and being able to recognize that they've they got their butt kicked before and they've been through the grinder and they know, yes, I've been through these experiences before and those have actually shaped who I am, what I'm all about. And I think those are the kind of folks that I certainly gravitate toward within my personal circle. Those are the kind of folks I want to be around and and I definitely notice of, I try to live my life of being aware of how I'm acting. <laughs> I'm trying to be aware. One of my favorite comedians is Sebastian Maniscalco. And he has this thing. He's, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that causes the problem. That's my little Italian Sebastian Maniscalco accent. But I love a bit that he talks about that. He's, I don't want to be the problem. And so just being aware, right, of, of what, who we are, right, what we're standing for. And I think just being really secure within ourselves, like we really know who we are. We really know what we stand for, what we're all about. We're focused on how am I showing up in the world? Am I showing up within those values? Am I living within the means and is my heart in a way in alignment with what I'm trying to do and who I'm trying to be and how I'm trying to act? And so I think when we get into that, the arrogant side of things, that arrogant person is just so into themselves, right? They're, they seem to have this presence about them, this attitude of superiority. I am just so much better than you. I have more money than you. I have nicer things than you. My house is bigger. I drive nicer cars, all that material stuff. I think that's where money and the material things get mixed in with kind of the arrogance side of things. But it's, it's just that attitude of how that person shows up that I think is somewhat, let's say, repulsive, <laughs> right? It's repulsive in a way. And so how do we relate this and, and, and look into this as an athlete, right? That confident athlete versus the arrogant athlete. 
I would say everybody I played with was confident, right? When you play, say, professional baseball at all, everyone has confidence. You can certainly see confidence, again, ebb and flow, come and then leave. And then it's like back and forth as confidence comes and goes. But every once in a while, you had that guy that was just really very even keel with the ups and downs of being an athlete and kind of express those values within himself that kind of showed, yes, like I'm struggling really bad right now. My confidence is down. I've been trained or been taught to not let that exude, the body language exude from me in that regard. And so I'm feeling it. Right. I'm probably even emotional about it. I'm really mad or angry inside or I'm upset, but I'm trying to contain it within myself because of that. I think maybe it is that humility of, yeah, I'm getting my butt kicked, but I'm not going to let my opponent or that other person know that this is really affecting me. And that's the mind games that we play right within sport. And so that can be said for our everyday life too, when we know we're getting our butt kicked and we're trying to just be even kill. The arrogant athlete tends to be a little bit more, if that person is loud and wants to always be the center of attention. Sometimes I see that arrogant athlete, they're the kind of the ones that fit into that category. They get really the anger inside of them rather than being the even kill part. That kind of tends to go into the destructive mode of maybe I'm taking my bat and I'm, I'm smashing it against something. And I, again, I'm being a little bit, have some different thoughts around that. The arrogant athlete is somebody that we don't want to necessarily be around because they're not willing to maybe share their successes or how they got there. I, I certainly had an experience where I was really struggling when I was in the big leagues at one point, And I asked one of our players to, during a, a pitching change, and he was probably the best player on our team at the time. And I was like, hey, man, I'm struggling here. Like, I, I'm 22 years old. I'm a rookie. And I'm like, I'm really struggling here. Do you have any thoughts or advice to give me? What are you seeing? Anything? And he just, he sh literally shrugged his shoulders like, nah, man, I got nothing. And I was like, and, and he was probably seven, eight years older than me, I, I believe, at that time. So I'm 22. He's around 30, has been around the block a little bit. And I was like, huh. I was like, okay, I won't ever ask a person again, <laughs> a teammate of mine to, Hey dude, you got any advice for me? I'm struggling here. I guess I'm just on my own at this level, figure it out, dude. So that's fine too. Right? So uh, yeah, like you might, you need to, was that tough love? I don't know. Was it like, Hey dude, like you're in the big leagues, figure it out. Like this, that's what we've all done. Maybe it was that. I, I don't know. I can't answer for what his thoughts were when I asked that. I took it as like, this dude doesn't give a crap about me. Like he's just all in it for himself. He's got the big contract. Why would he spend any amount of time trying to help me, his teammate out and hey, let's be a team and get better. That's how I took it. Oh, he's just all about himself. And that might be true too. Again, but I saw that as, and I started to see the more I was around, oh, this dude's just really arrogant. Like he's as cocky as they come. And as I saw different actions, I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I personally, like when I was around that, I tried almost now to avoid that kind of person. I didn't want to be around or have that energy 
around me. And sometimes in a locker room, you can't really avoid those things, but you can as well. But being aware of that, and this person wasn't like a loud or noisy or vocal person by any means, but it was just interesting that in a moment when I felt like I needed some help, he didn't recognize those signs at all and, and just didn't care. So that hurt actually a lot. And it, but it also made me grow up in regards to, okay, maybe I do need to figure things out for myself. Maybe I'm the one that needs to exude the confidence so that there's lessons <laughs> in that story kind of both ways that at the end of the day, nobody can give you confidence. You have to earn it and get the confidence within yourself to have that full trust in your ability. And sometimes hearing other people say, hey, we believe in you, we love you, all these things that can help in a way get us back on track. But when you get back into, no, okay, this is my responsibility. I need to be responsible for the way I think, for the way that I feel about myself, and then go do the things I need to do and, and just take those actions to get me back on track. If I'm able to do those things within myself, then I'm going to be much better off down the road and just a more deeper sense of confidence rather than waiting for somebody else to give it to me. So that was the lesson I, I learned. Um, I, I still didn't make me happy, right? I still would have liked to in that moment hear, yeah, dude, I think you're doing this. Maybe your front shoulder's leaking. Um, your head's coming off the ball. You know, maybe just something. I'm like, maybe he just doesn't care. <laughs> I, I've always looked at it that way. But overall, like confidence, I, I think that's something we're trying to figure out almost daily. We're all trying to be successful. We're all trying to go help others. And we're all trying to, as a baseball player, we're all trying to be as confident as we can on the field and on the field of life, right? As a parent, you're listening to this. You're trying to be a confident parent. You're trying to be confident in your job, all the things that you do in your life. And so I find it just interesting finding the confidence. Where's the balance of humility? So I think humility is, it's just this way too, that we're, we're always aware of humility just, I think, allows us to make our adjustments, right? And to make the changes necessary because we're aware we see it we we can hear it or feel it from others or um, a coach might tell us like hey you might need to do this instead of that and you're willing to take in that information because you're confident you might be struggling but you're still confident and you're willing to take in the information from somebody else that whose opinion you value and trust to help you in those moments and so that's, I think, a pretty important thing. And then you're also willing to admit the mistakes that you make. And that's how we just consistently learn. I think the arrogant player person in general doesn't take control of what's happened to them. They aren't willing to concede or admit to those mistakes and tend to not learn. And I think those are, we see that often right? In all sports where that player that just continues to get released, continues to have problems with teammates and coaches. I think that maybe there's more to it than just 
the arrogant side of things, but I think that's a big portion of it. So just being aware, like, where do you stand? Are you extremely confident already? Are you still trying to build your confidence? I know for me, I felt like there have been times when I'm so confident and believe in myself. I'm like, dude, I'm good. I'm ready to go. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you're like, huh, I don't feel the same way as I did yesterday. Because then we're not, then we start getting to that. Like now I'm waiting for the feeling of confidence to come along. And I think when we're waiting for the feeling of confidence, we don't feel it necessary inside of us. That's when we start searching. One of my favorite books I've read, it's called The Confidence Gap by Russ Adams. And he talks about when you're in that mode, we want to get his like number one rule in The Confidence Gap was that the actions of confidence come first, the feelings of confidence come later. Again, so the actions of confidence come first, we act it. Now that might, you might in your mind be thinking, does that mean I fake it? Like the fake it till you make it thing? Maybe in a way. But it's also, if you're not feeling it, you still have to go do the job or the task. You now still have to go do the action, right? So now you take the feeling out of it a little bit, the emotion of it. Now you go do, right? You go do the action. And then once you've done it, you've completed it. And you're like, now maybe a little bit proud of yourself. <laughs> now you're like, oh, now I can let that emotion come in. Now I can feel it. Now I'm excited about it. And so sometimes we play that game, right, where it's a little bit vice versa as well, where we want the emotion and then we want to go do the action. I know I talk a lot about that in the self-coaching model I teach, that thinking creates feeling, feeling can create action or inaction. It's a, it's a catch-22, right? So it depends on the situation, what's going on, how you're interacting. But be, just being aware of our are we falling ever into that side of arrogance when you start thinking that, I think when you start thinking you're better than everyone, you might start showing up in a way that your focus might get a little skewed. You start worrying more about that opponent of what's he doing rather than what your focus is on what your job is or what you have to do in, in that particular moment. And so taking that attitude of focusing more on what you have to do, the task of it, rather than more of our personal ego of I'm going to go do that because I'm better than him or I'm better than her. Right. That's when we get our ego involved and that arrogance starts to consume us. And so just being aware of that and what your attitude is and how you're showing up and how that confidence, you can be that silent, confident person. Some of the most powerful people that I know, they're pretty silent, right? They can, they're very confident in their ability. They don't need to have this, hey, look at me type of attitude. They have this certain kind of composure about themselves. They're very clear. They're concise, calm. Those are the kind of those are kind of folks I tend to gravitate to, and I like to be around. And maybe they're not as annoying. And so, just being aware of that, believing in yourself, taking pride in what you do, having that confidence, learning how to control what you can is I think paramount to continually understanding our own individual self and the confidence we're trying to bring to our everyday life.
So hopefully this makes sense to you. And that confidence, I think, is something we're continually trying to get, to do, to be confident, to do confidence, and to be true to ourselves, be true to our values, true to our heart, and continually just love each other rather than trying to tear each other down. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this. Make sure you share this with others, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.